Pushkin. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Judging Sam, our podcast about the trial of Sam Bankman-Fried. I'm Michael Lewis, and I'm here outside the courthouse with Lydia Jean Cott doing actual reporting. <laughs> I'm off my book tour, and uh, we're going to be together in the courthouse for the next four days. Lydia Jean was in the, she got here, was at 3 in the morning or 4 in the morning, 4.30 in the morning, was in the overflow room, and I got here late and thanks to Lydia Jean's Wiles, snuck into the main courtroom to watch Sam Bankman-Fried testify. I want to, so we're going to start with you because you actually took notes. I just sat and watched. What was your, what were your takeaways today? So first off, we should say that it was kind of a rehearsal for Sam Bankman-Fried's testimony. Oh, so we should explain this. Do you, yes. do you understand it? Because I can try, but you may understand it better. Basically what happened is that the prosecution rested and then the defense began their case. So we had two really quick witnesses. Who was it? Someone, a lawyer from the Bahamas? It was Sam's lawyer from the Bahamas who I'd met down in the Bahamas, and it was a, a financial expert who was trying to say something that didn't make a whole lot of sense about the FTX accounts. And then there's this, the prosecution and the defense have been arguing about whether they can use not a formal advice of counsel defense, but the defense wants to say that Sam Makeman fried talked to lawyers and that gave him some comfort in the decisions that he made going forward. Right. And the prosecution does not want that to be brought in front of the jury. And the judge wasn't able to make a decision, so he asked basically to hear the testimony. Yes. And then after he hears it, he's going to decide whether or not the jury can hear it as well. And this is really rare. He never. This never yeah, happens. I know. I was sitting next to a lawyer, and the lawyer said he'd never really seen this happen before. I was and sitting so, next to a lawyer who told me the same thing. And so, and so there were, it was, and it went on for, I don't know, three hours, maybe more. And what was so interesting about it to me, there were, there were six things that were interesting about it to me, but the first was the actual testimony that Sam's lawyers wanted to introduce, I couldn't see what was so controversial about it. It was pretty straightforward, kind of dull. 
useful to a point. You could see that the lawyers were signing off on certain documents that seemed to authorize Sam to do things like use FTX customer money, money to buy stuff. But what was so interesting is the cross-examination. And Daniel Sassoon, who was the government lawyer, the prosecutor, used this occasion to not just question the specific testimony that Sam wanted to deliver, but essentially try the whole case, is what she, said she was willing to do. I think we're going to be there till nine at night. The judge was getting up and walking around in his oh, chair. Oh, was he? Oh, he was so, he, he looked, and he was... Was he doing that thing where he leans over? Yes, he was leaning over. He was clearly irritated a little bit with her, but her question was so interesting that you could see him getting irritated with Sam at how long, he, at how he was answering the questions. This most single most important line. Well, first was he said, to Sam, henceforth, listen to the question and answer the question directly, which I wish I could have said to Sam for the last two years, because <laughs> I, you know, this is a running theme in the book that Sam, you ask him a question and but you get a different answer. he didn't really listen to the judge, he, he didn't, probably uh, wouldn't have listened to you. But the other thing was, the judge just kind of all by himself says, the witness has an interesting way of answering questions. I put a note on that as well. And this is... You, you really have to listen for it. It's a gift. It's almost like an art form with Sam. Most people, when they don't answer your question, you instantly realize they didn't answer your question. Sam is so good at not answering your question, if you're not really on top of it, you're lulled into thinking your question was answered. And facing a less capable lawyer, he'd be very seductive. Sam's just natural way of answering questions could be a, a fantastically effective strategy. The problem is the lawyer's right on top of it, and what's gonna happen tomorrow if he doesn't watch it is that the jury is gonna be irritated with him and they, because he's gonna be pointed out again and again and again, and they're gonna start to see, oh my God, he's not answering the question. The yes. jury would never be able to figure out that Sam wasn't answering the question unless people pointed it out to them. And it's gonna be pointed out over and over, I bet. Yeah, 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 I took a note on that actually because at one point, the prosecutor was trying to, she was having him look at the forms that people signed to have their money go into, be sent to North Dimension, right. which eventually ended up in Alameda. Yeah. And she was asking whether that meant that Alameda could use those funds. And she said, where exactly? And he said, I think so, essentially, right? Yes. And she said, where exactly on the form does that does it say that? And, and there's this long, incredible silence. I timed it. It was over a minute. It felt like five minutes. And she said something like, if you need me to, I can turn the page. Yes. And then... And then he had an answer. Which started, I should preface that I'm not a lawyer, but the part that jives with that, I don't think this goes with how you most recently phrased this. And by that point, I've already that's, lost the thread. That's right. And you, you could see... I mean, it's almost a superpower. And I gotta say that he's, he's not conventionally dishonest. Um, what he does is evade questions if he doesn't want to answer them. But I tell you this, what makes the evasion so powerful, he answers the question he wants to answer, even if you ask him a question that doesn't particularly bother him. He does this with every question. He does it very, very, very ably, just generally. And it's a little spellbinding. And I thought, First, I put myself in his shoes. He's been sitting in that jail for what, two, you know, two months or so? He's, uh, or almost two months. He's, he's lost a bunch of weight. He, lo he looks different. His suit fits so badly. He's, it's like a box, it's like he stole it off a, a middle linebacker from the New York Giants and tries, is trying to wear it. Uh, yeah, it doesn't fit. He was unbelievably composed, very smart, very persuasive in places, I thought. I mean, I, I think if I was just coming to this fresh, and even though I'm coming to it with everything I know, 
find him very persuasive. On direct, I thought he, we all thought he did great. Afterwards, all the journalists were like, that couldn't have gone better. Right, that's what I thought. And the cross, it, it's, not, it's not that it went horribly, it's that you could see how tomorrow could go horribly, is what I thought. Is that he, he was getting under the judge's skin and he was getting under the prosecutor's skin, but but in a way that was gonna get under the jury's skin. That they weren't gonna like this, like when they ask him a simple question, he should give a simple answer. And there's never a simple answer with Sam. It's always complicated. It's, it's like you are instantly in Sam Bankman-Fried world when you ask him a question. And you're play, either playing a very complicated board game or trying to solve some puzzle that he's created for you. And it's beguiling. It's just absolutely beguiling. Just the, the, the poise kind of amazed me. I, if I were in his situation, I would be a bundle of nerves. My mind would be someplace else when they're asking me the questions. I would not be able to track the way he's tracking stuff. And he was clearly on top of it all. Yeah. He's. He had some tells though. Did you see that when the prosecutor gave him a piece of paper, his hand was shaking so much. It was like, maybe because in the overflow rooms, you can see because the camera's right up on his face, the paper was like shaking really hard. So the view I had of him, I had the best view, about the best view in the courtroom of him which was a poor view of the jury, but it's a good view of him and the judge. And all you really saw was his shoulders and his head. I couldn't see his hands, and I could, And I wondered whether his leg was bouncing up and down. I couldn't see but his leg. I don't head. know if you can actually see his leg bouncing, but th that will be happening, because that's just how he is. The other thing that struck me is like, it's so seldom that I've seen him do one thing at a time, that we're, they actually sit and have a conversation with someone where he isn't playing a video game. Or, that's true. And he, he, it's always, there's this other reality that occupies him. And I think it makes him, it's not his natural way of interacting with people. He's shuffling card decks or he's doing, and so he's really being stressed by this. Like his, his natural MO is not allowed. I'm just, I'm kind of impressed by his fiber. You know, I mean, I just like, I'm impressed uh, by, by how he was. Hard to do. Um, and riveting as theater, just like riveting as theater. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I mean, did you, were you getting the same vibe that like, he's not answering the question? Were you all, Oh, we were all, all we were all, every time he started doing, answering a question, we were all like, oh no, in the overflow <laughs> room. <laughs> so, so what, what the, the substance of the thing, I mean, they were supposed to be just talking of those two and a half hour, three hours about whether they could introduce the role that lawyers played in his life. And instead she did, Daniel Sassoon took it to a place where, um, did you think it was okay? Did you think you had the right to uh, to steal customers' money? Did you? Do you remember the part about there was a section about safeguarding, mm -hmm. and she said, "What does safeguarding mean to you?" She asked Sam that. Is it just keeping? Because originally he talked about how one way that they safeguarded customer assets was to try and protect from hacks. Right. And then she said, "Does safeguarding mean only protecting from hacks?" And he responded, "No, I had you know more to say." And she said, "To you, does it also mean not embezzling funds?" And then he said... And, no, and, and at that moment, the, his lawyer objected. The, the, the judge said, sustained. Like, you're not going to have to answer that question. And he answered it anyway. And he smiled. He laughed. He said, I felt I needed to answer that one. And he said, he does think safeguarding includes not embezzling funds. Exactly. Uh, he had a humor about him, which was also to his credit. And the judge, you know, it's funny. The judge obviously had an abstract dislike of him by the time he arrived here for his trial. And uh, based on Sam seeming to gonna be testing every rule of, of house arrest. And the judge has a reputation as a, a hanging judge. But you could tell the judge is taking an interest in him. Oh yeah. Like you have a really unusual way of answering questions, but he also, like, there was a moment 
when the judge needed blockchain or something explained and asked Sam to explain it, Sam's a wonderful explainer. You can see how good a teacher he is, right? Mm -hmm. Like when he wants to explain something, he's really very good at doing it. And the judge was, I could tell it, if this thing were to jump the shark, the judge would get really interested in crypto in the middle of this trial and just sort of pause the trial to have Sam teach him all about crypto because it's just so interesting what he's learning from Sam. And there was a little of that going yeah. on. And uh, in the darkness of his soul, in his most private place, I think the judge would say this is an interesting person. And the judge even made a bit of a comment like that. At one point, Sam Bigman fried said, I'm not sure if I should answer this question. He said something legal, like, I'm worried it's outside the scope. I forget what the exact legal term was. And the judge responded, leave that to me. You know, your role is to explain blockchain, basically. Right, that's right. To me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Judging Sam, we'll be right back. As listeners of this show, you probably consider yourself pretty smart. But how smart is your wallet? When you're looking to upgrade your wallet, it's time to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert teams of nerds have the financial smarts to help you find the right financial products for you. Before NerdWallet, you might have paid for vacations with whatever was in your wallet. But you could have been missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. Now you can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hello, hello. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. Let me tell you an unconventional story about a healthcare group that wanted to improve their efficiency. Boston Children's Hospital. They were already a leading pediatric facility. Their patient outcomes, workflows, and delivery of care were already great. But they wondered, how can we make it better? So the hospital got to work. Their idea was to build what they called clinical mobility, meaning a system which would allow their staff to access information and interact with patients on mobile devices, anywhere in the hospital. And what made that possible? 5G. The hospital rebuilt their entire system with 5G technology at its core. That infrastructure now supports thousands of phones and tablets so practitioners can communicate with patients on a whole new level. Boston Children's also made sure the system could flex and scale to handle medical advancements like robotic surgery, and virtual reality for training and research. This was worlds away from how they had previously operated. This innovative work hasn't gone unnoticed, first by patients, but also by their peers. Boston Children's was a first place winner in the industry category at last year's unconventional awards from T-Mobile for Business, an event that celebrates customers who've dared to innovate for the sake of innovation. If the Boston Children's story rings a bell with you, if your team has asked the same questions about building a better business solution, I encourage you to enter this year's awards. It's a great way to be recognized for smart, disruptive thinking in front of some of your industry's most influential leaders. You can enter at tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. That's tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. I'll save you a seat.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Judging Sam. I've just arrived at the court. It's the first time I've been here. Yeah, I've been I'm on dying this book to know you. 27 days I've been on the road. And I've had a couple like reactions. It's funny. I feel like I've walked into your high school. I, that's what I <laughs> They already have their cliques. Yes. They already know who they're having lunch with. And yeah. They, they already know who's so they're going to share notes with and who's okay to talk to and who's not. There, There is there's obviously a group, and you're included in this group, of the highly ambitious, aggressive people who get here early enough to get into the courtroom. Yes. I mean, I talked to one coming out the door. She said she got here a bit before 3 in the morning. And she was 7th in line. And then were you like, my producer is such a slacker? Because she got here at 4.30. <laughs> I met the one of the marshals who, who watches the door. Mm-hmm. And delightful guy. Oh, they're great, yeah. Delightful guy. But this one was even better. He listens to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Now, if you'd asked me what if I was a marshal in a courthouse, and I spent my day watching that trial. What would I do with my free time afterwards? It would not be listening to a podcast about the trial. But he's listening to the podcast about the trial. And he's read the book. And his attitude about that was, it's, I really love knowing the story. Like the person, you know, you don't get the story here. You get no, none of the humanity. You get none of the real person. And that was, and that's something you notice in these, from these trials, is you're getting such a weird, abstracted sliver of the experience and none of the context. And the only way you're getting the characters, really, is indirectly from the how they are on the witness stand. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you end up filling a lot of the gaps through your imagination. That's right. And I think that's, people that's do that. Right. So, uh, what, el- what else is what on What else here? did I notice? How chill, like, the guards are going into the place. Like, it's not, it doesn't feel... Like, all these people, these people should be in char- put in charge of TSA. <laughs> if TSA ran as well as this, and it was just fun to go through and as easy and as reasonable, like flying would be a different experience. So I'm, I was surprised by that. I thought it was going to be miserable bureaucracy. And actually, they're like, they're kind of really good at what they do, whatever. They run this place well. I was surprised by, um, are struck by how authoritative the judge is. Like, he just runs the thing. He's not, he just takes. No nonsense. And I could almost, I got to the point today where I could guess where he was going to lose his patience. Yeah, you were telling me, and then he would do it right right, after. You could see, I could say, this is bothering me, so I bet it's bothering him. And then right away, boom, he's on it. And I thought, that's kind of, it's kind of cool. I I imagined him, I don't know what I imagined, but I didn't imagine it would be quite as as aggressive as he was. Uh, this is a side and kind of narcissistic note. It was kind of funny to walk in and have everybody want me to sign books. Yeah. I, I thought that it's funny that I didn't realize the book was quite as well and read. And people bring your book every day. It's not just because they knew you were coming. It was fun to see that people were kind of in the middle of it. And there's, so there's just like this other reality. There's this trial going on and this, this libretto to the opera. So I wasn't expecting that. What else caught my eye? Oh, well, you know... If you're in there, just what a partial view you get. This is true of life. No matter where you are, you always just see where. Your your view is your view. And just because you're in the courtroom doesn't mean you have the whole yeah. view. You have the view of either the witness or maybe you can see the jury. You can see maybe the sides of the faces of Sam's parents. You yeah. can see backs of the, of the prosecutors. Just because you're there doesn't mean you're there. My normal reporting like instinct 
is to literally, when I'm to walk around to see whatever the setting is, if it's like FTX's office in the Bahamas, I would just I'd, I'd sit in different places. I'd see try to see it from every angle because you never know what you're missing if you're just sitting in one spot. And here you're kind of constrained because yeah. you can't quite do that. Yeah. And there's a little part of me that was a tiny bit frustrated. I did pick out the guy on the on the jury who was apparently my former Solomon Brothers colleague. And I find it just wild that the person who probably knows the most about this and can explain it to everybody else was at Solomon Brothers with me. There's something full circle-ish about this. I just can't get out of my head because I really was thinking of Liar's Poker when I read this book. I thought it's like, it's another version of what's supposed to be a business being actually, you know, off the rails, frat house kind of. The behavior that's going on in here bears no relation to what people think when they think corporation. It's this all over again, but it's being recreated in crypto. Different characters, it's nerds rather than jocks, and it's, but, it's, but same little bit of the same vibe. And so that we have this, the guy who was there at the start, sitting there in the trial making evaluations of this version of it. I wonder if it's gonna, that penny's gonna drop for him. Maybe. Yeah, I wonder. Um, He's been paying attention, pretty close attention I throughout the trial. To, you know, I, I only caught a glimpse of it. So tomorrow, Sam Bankman fried will take the stand for real in front of the jury. Yes. What are you interested to see? See if he adjusts in response to what just happened and makes a point of trying to answer simply and directly questions, every possible question that could be answered simply and directly. And if he doesn't, how that plays. And there'll be lots of rude questions that he'll be asked that he'll have to answer. And I think he has answers for some of them. I think this is, a, it's, it's in some ways a very simple case, but in some ways a very complicated case. And I think that we'll see both both sides of it tomorrow. And I suspect it's going to go on all day. I definitely, I mean, Sam doesn't answer quickly. No, he, he's drawing this out. Great. Well, I'm excited to see you tomorrow. All right. See you tomorrow. We'll be back in your feed soon with more expert analysis and news from Sam Bankman-Fried's trial. Thanks for listening. Lydia Jean Cott is our court reporter. Catherine Girardot and Nisha Venkin produced this show. Sophie Crane is our editor. Our music was composed by Matthias Bossi and John Evans of Stellwagen Symphonette. Judging Sam is a production of Pushkin Industries. Got a question or comment for me? There's a website for that. atrpodcast.com That's atrpodcast.com To find more Pushkin Podcasts, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to access bonus episodes and listen ad-free, don't forget to sign up for a Pushkin Plus subscription at pushkin.fm slash plus or on our Apple show page. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The tradition of breaking tradition continues with the return of the unconventional awards from T-Mobile for Business at Mobile World Congress. This is an event that celebrates innovators whose bold actions took their industries to new places. If that sounds like you and you're a T-Mobile for Business customer, enter today. If you win, you'll be publicly honored amongst some of the most influential leaders in industry. And me, I'll be there too. Enter now at T-Mobile.com slash unconventional awards. See you there.